Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here on Patreon on Thursday or wherever you get your podcast on Friday. My name is Kenny McIntosh and I'm joined as always by the one and only Mr. Finley Martin. Finn, how are you today? Penny, I'm doing all right. Yes, not bad. Yeah, Inside well, we... the Ropes is finished for the month, so that was really good. So be I'm, out glad in... you... I'm glad you said for the month. Inside the Ropes is finished. End of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's it. Sorry, Kenny. You know, I didn't want to break this to you on the air. Oh, God. Oh, well, we all but it's coming. all over. You're going to have to get a real job. I did, you know, that, you know, all jokes aside, that thought, and I'm sure this, I don't know if this ever happened to you when you run Power Slam. That thought did keep me up, at, has kept me up at night at various points. Oh, yeah. Can, yeah for what, me as well, many times. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, know, you kind of go like, what, do you, what, what, what are you going to, you know, and, I, and I, would, I would love to think, that if something happened to Inside the Ropes, that there would be, you know, a version of what we've got going on that I could do and and keep doing it, you know, and keep doing stuff that involved with wrestling. But you just, you don't know that's going to happen. You can't predict that, that stuff's out there. So you, you are kind of in your in your mind just thinking, what's going to happen or what would happen in that scenario? So. Well, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's worrying. But I mean, you know, it's, it's something that hopefully you and I won't have to do. I've been through it, obviously, Power Slam. You know, went 2014, and you know I've had uh, you know a bit of a roller coaster ride since. So um, <laughs> you've just got to keep um, you just got to keep going, haven't you? And hoping that something will work. That's all you can do. Exactly, exactly. And you and I, we were talking off air. Actually, we can't really say anything 
<clears throat> but we are going to be seeing each other in person next week. Which yes. Will, which will, will become kind of clear probably by the end of this month as to why we were seeing each other in person, is all I'll say. Indeed, yeah. I don't think we've caught up since Clash at the Castle. Yes, yes. So we'll, it'll be great to catch up and stay tuned, everybody. So um, we're here to talk about various things going on in wrestling. Before we talk about Raw, I do feel like we should... I don't know if you've seen the reason why we should rejoice, Finn. Rejoice is the, is the, is the action we should take today because... The, it's sag- the strike is over. The strike is over, which means it's only a matter of time before that bald, bad wrestler goes <laughs> back to Hollywood to do bad acting over there. <laughs> we don't need to put up with his shit anymore. <laughs> and I don't need to, on a weekly basis, be triggered by the idea that he's called the greatest of all time. I don't know. I mean, it's... it's uh... <laughs> Because yeah, just... it's funny that like you know, there's a lot of wrestlers that you know we that, you know, famous wrestlers who do kind of have this mindset that's seen as the greatest, and there's people who are way better than him that have that mindset, and it's kind of mad how a lot of people have been brainwashed into that being the the view, the view. Well, to have. it's the thing you keep you say something often enough, people will believe it, <laughs> or at least some people will. That's Not true. you and I, Kenny. No. I'm pleased to say I've said this before on the podcast. Cena doesn't bother me anymore. I refuse to allow him to annoy me. And I'm in a very, very good place with him right now. So John and I, you know, if he came round, knocked on the door, I'd probably invite him in for a cup of tea. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's good because a couple of years ago when we were, when I think I made you watch an episode of Total Bellas, you said that if he flew over from America to see you, you'd shut the door in his face. Exactly. That's it. I'd say stay away from my recycling. <laughs> You're not coming in here and imposing your house rules on me in my house. <laughs> so, but yeah, in all seriousness, it looks like, uh, I mean, it's really good that the strike apparently has been resolved or they're close to a resolution. Um, you know, and it's really good for us who, because let's face it, you're in about, what will it be, four, five, six months' time? There's going to be a lot of reruns because nothing yes. has really been done for. Is it about hundred days? I think it's more than hundred days, isn't it? Armstrong? Yeah, hundred hundred days. Because it's it's kind of like the you know because when COVID happened, you know there was certain things that for a while couldn't couldn't happen. Even like the soaps over here, they had to find a way to like do socially distant scenes and stuff. And I, mean, I don't really watch EastEnders or Coronation Street anymore, but um, I, I'm I'm from what I was told, you know, it was very obvious during COVID, like, you know, yeah. COVID had yeah, happened. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, at least that's been, yeah, at least, you know, that's really good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it felt like Cena's farewell at Crown Jewel. I mean, he may well turn up on SmackDown tomorrow night. Can't see it, but he might, to say properly farewell. But, I mean, that crushing loss to Solo Sokoa at Crown Jewel just felt like his swan song, didn't it? At least for now. Yeah, for now. I mean, it's, it is weird because, and I mean, this opens up a bigger conversation we probably don't have time to get into now, but, you know, when you think about a lot of wrestlers who retire, I mean, Shawn Michaels had maybe the perfect retirement until he ruined it for Crown Jewel. Um, but like a lot of big names, they don't tend to retire... And I mean, at least when Steve Austin came back and had his Kevin Owens match, I don't think he like desecrated his legacy or anything. No, no, I agree. 
but I think you know guys like Kurt Angle. Obviously, he stuck around too long, and, and you know the Baron Corbin thing was the end for him. Ric Flair, and no point in even starting. Hulk Hogan. I mean, there's so many big names that just hung around too long. So if Cena, if he is going to, I mean, I, I hope that if he does choose to do something more, that he, you know, put put somebody over that. You know, I know you were saying with Solo, it didn't, you know, it kind of came out of nowhere, so it didn't really yeah. mean what it could mean. So if he does come back, I hope that he's going to come back and try and make somebody or, or do something that's memorable. But the, the difficulty is he wasn't very good in the ring back in the day. So yeah. at 47 or 48, or whatever he is now, um, it's not got better. <laughs> but, um, anyway. No, no, it hasn't. It hasn't. Uh, Let's talk about Raw. Some of the top things that happened from Raw was the fallout from Crown Jewel. Yes. And um, obviously, you know, we had Sami Zayn has stolen the Money in the Bank briefcase. <clears throat> and in the opening segment, Rollins uh, came out. Obviously, he'd retained the title against Drew McIntyre. But Sami came out, didn't have the briefcase. And Rollins sort of said, you know, I assume Adam Pierce has made you return it uh, today. And Zayn confirmed that, which kind of feels like it's like, it's like you're at school. Right, and you're like, Finn, give Kenny back his pencil. You know we're not going to keep the class going until you give him his pencil back. And like that's what you know. Sammy's Adam in. Pierce. He's the teacher laying down the law. Well, he, he must be. I mean, Sammy's in steals the briefcase, and we we just find out we well, had to give it back during the day because Adam Pierce said so. I mean, it was that an anticlimactic moment. Who's going to get detention and lines? <laughs> oh, God, I'd forgotten about lines. My God. Um, yeah, a bit of an anticlimax to the whole briefcase thing. But anyway, so Zane said that the Judgment Day holds all the belts and on Raw apart from the world title, and he doesn't want to let them become the bloodline, so that's why he took the briefcase, yada, yada, yada. And Rollins said, you know, um, that he knew that Pierce had made Sammy get the briefcase back because he spoke to him. And basically said, you know, if you want a world title shot, oh, you know, you've you've got it when you want it. And Sammy's kind of not expecting that, and uh, that that leads us to getting the title match between Sammy Zayn and Seth Rollins. What did what did you make of the opening segment? That was this a worthy follow up of the Crown Jewel? I was going to say heist with the briefcase, but that feels like a massive overstatement for what it was. Yeah, I thought it was all right. I mean, Seth Rollins thanked Drew McIntyre. He said that McIntyre had been a man of his word and he was not involved with the uh, Judgment Day. They did not participate in the match at Crown Jewel. Um, you know, called out Sami Zayn, you know, thanked him uh, for helping him out by preventing Damien Priest from cashing in the briefcase. And that led to, uh, you know, a conversation about Adam Pierce and the briefcase being returned to Damien Priest that you just mentioned. Then he said that, you know, I want to offer you, I spoke to Pierce and I want to offer you, he's agreed, he's, you know, consented to this, I want to offer you, Sami Zayn, a world title shot. Uh, you just name the time, you name the place. And then Zayn said, well, you know, I didn't don't want to have the, the match tonight when, you know, because Rollins was compromised, not 100%. And Rollins said that, you know, we're never 100%, neither you nor I is 100%. But we always give 100% in the ring. And then Zane said, you know, you couldn't think of a better time and place for the title match than right there at the Mohegan Sun that evening. So the match was set. Yeah, I thought I thought it was well done. It was, you know, moving on without really, kind of moving on, but without really moving on. Yeah, exactly. And then that kind of led us into Damien Priest um, coming into the Judgment Day's 
room and complained about Sammy stealing the briefcase and <laughs> JD McDonough's got the Damien Priest t-shirt on, which is a very nice touch. Um, Priest said, did you buy that? <laughs> it's very funny. Um, he should have shown up some footage, shouldn't he, on the phone of like uh, JD like queuing up with all the fans to buy a t-shirt. <laughs> Um, that did lead us to Damien, Damien Priest and Finn Balor taking care of the New Day um, in a non-title match so they got a win as tag champs but the story obviously set up uh, the main event which was Sami Zayn versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight title they got a lot of time and I guess you know people I mean I don't think anybody I think if my mum was given a five minute highlight package she could even tell you Sami Zayn is not winning this title in this match but did they do a good enough job in the match to make it believable. Yeah, I think they did. I mean, it was a slow builder. I mean, it was babyface versus babyface. Um, and the been a Creed Brothers versus DIY. That was a face versus face match as well. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it was a slow builder was rolling Zane. Um, but, I mean, it, I think it really hotted up, you know, nicely. In fact, I would say fabulously by the end. And Zane really thought that he had the match in the bag. He really thought that he was going to win. And in the end, um, you know, Rollins scored the pin on Zayn and, you know, Zayn was really miffed about it. You know, it was crestfallen was the word that was used. And, um, you know, he only reluctantly afterwards um, congratulated Rollins on his victory. So, I mean, there's, I think we can read quite a lot into that. I think Zayn, you know, is Zayn going to turn heel on you know, in the War Games match, because obviously this then led to the War Games match or the announcement of the War, War Games match, I should say. Um, as Zayn was leaving, he was attacked from behind by Damien Priest. Um, then the other male members of the Judgment Day and JD McDonough ran in and beat down Zayn, beat down Rollins. Um, Jay Uso ran out. Uh, Cody Rhodes arrived. There's this big four-on-four brawl. Then Adam Pierce and all these... Um, referees and security hit the ring, the ringside area. And it was Pierce at this point. He announced that there would be a war games match between the Judgment Day and JD and Rhodes, Jay, Zane and Rollins. And that announcement obviously went down very well indeed with the crowd. So yeah, I thought it was oh, it was a really good end to the show, actually. I mean, it was inevitable. We knew it was going to happen because, I mean, Survivor Series is only November, what is it, two weeks on Saturday, November 25th? Not far yes. off, is it, really? Yeah, yeah two two weeks away. Uh, you know, I mean, I, they did everything right. They did everything right here. I just hate war games with such a visceral hatred. Um, and unless, I mean, if maybe if they, I mean, we say this every year, if they change the rules slightly, cut the time, it could be good. But yeah. I know look, a lot of people like war games. So uh, who am I to... Who am I to, you know, poo in their parade? But yeah, it's just not for me. But and I want to like it. I go in every year wanting. I like the idea of it. I like the no. everything around it. I like. I just find when it happens, I just get really bored. The, the problem is, is we've seen the we've seen like WCW's version of it. I mean, we should actually review one of the Crockett Promotions War Games because you know each month we do like a special podcast, don't we, Kenny? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for our November one, maybe we should watch like a classic. You yeah, can, we'll watch, classic yeah, we'll watch one of the um, watch one of the uh, you know Four Horsemen versus Dusty 
and Nikita Koloff and the rest of them will watch possibly the first one, the 87 one, July 4th, 87, if it's, I think it's on the network, that will review that one. So, I mean, you know, we've seen war games when it was done correctly. And the problem, of course, is that it's just too damn long. That, that's it. It's that simple. I mean, it doesn't need to be nearly 40 minutes. If it's like 22, 23 minutes, it'll, you know, the whole thing will be very well received, particularly by one K Macintosh. Um, and it'll just, I don't know, I just think they'll get to the finish line a lot quicker. Well, obviously they will because it'll be shorter. And it, I think it'll just be more exciting match. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 and hopefully, hopefully the, hopefully the, they do take something into account that, that critics of the match. I mean, um, I mean, especially since apparently there's going to be two war games matches, um, at Survivor Series. I imagine Bailey, Eoskai, Kyrie Sane, um, and one or two other people will be the heel team in the women's war games match, and it'll be Charlotte Flair, Bianca. Um, who else is it going to be? Oh no, Shotzi. It's going to be Shotzi, isn't it? It's got to be Shotzi. But, but, but you know, by what you're doing right now, get is actually pinpointing the problem with war games. Is that what you're trying to do is figure out which women could be slotted into war games? Yeah, that's. It's not that there is a feud made for it. It is who can we put in? And I know they did it every year in WCW, but you know, because there was only one of them, they managed to with a few months notice kind of make it feel like there's a program it's necessary the... it was yeah. required it was needed like the first hell in a cell first hell in a cell between Shawn michaels and the undertaker was um required because at the previous pay-per-view which was ground zero michaels and undertaker had fought all over the arena and the match had not had a finish it was a non-finish wasn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, right what we needed to do what we need to do here is we need to put these two in an environment in which there will be no outside interference, even though there was, because that was when we when we met Kane. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the whole point of the cage match was to contain the match in the ring, wasn't it? That yeah. was the point of it. And I know in a sense he didn't because he left the cage and fought outside the cage, but that was the whole point of Hell in a Cell. And the whole point of War Games is that we need this match to settle this score. It's exactly. the only match that can do it. And the thing is, look, look, you and I are not women, so I don't want to speak on behalf of women, but from knowing women who watch wrestling and knowing lots of different women who cover wrestling, the last thing that women want is to be tick-boxed, and that's what this feels like is happening. If you need to, Tokenism, you, Kenny, tokenism. Tokenism, that doesn't get you anywhere. It actually makes it... Because then the people who are critical of women's wrestling are going to be more critical of it because you're shoehorning in... That what they should do if you're going to do a war games every year is this year do a guys one, next year do a women's one, and just yeah. for whatever you know gender one it's going to be that year, build that program to have that match. You know, yeah. at least for the guys one, there is you know there is a story. We all kind of knew, we all figured Judgment Day baby faces that's going to be the war games match if there is one, and it is yeah. and it, and it makes sense with the story. But with the women, it's like I guess you're maybe going to have damage control minus EO. Maybe that's why Kyrie's back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And it's going to be... Eo, Kyrie, Bailey, and somebody else against, like you said, these terrible babyface options, which is probably Bianca, say Charlotte, and somebody else. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's move back to Raw. There's some, you know, a couple of other bits and pieces of things going on. We've got the, the five way for the, or the four way, sorry, for the IC title shot with Ricochet, Miz, Bronson, Reed, and Ivar. But um, in the end, Ricochet ended up getting a concussion, and he ended up sort of. Uh, Trying to trying to kick out of a move which he, he wasn't supposed to, um, and kind of mucked up the finish of the match. So Miz is the winner, but everybody looks quite confused, and it was a bit of a mess at the end. Yeah, I mean, it was if you knew that what was supposed to happen didn't happen. If yeah. you were not conscious of that, then you know you could see that something wasn't quite quite right with Ricochet. Um, you know, he's moving more slowly than he has in previous matches. And really, he should have been removed from the match. And I'm not sure why he wasn't, because WWE is usually on it when it comes to these things. So I'm not quite sure when he suffered the concussion. Um, I don't know when that was, the moment that he was injured. Um, so, um, yeah, Ricochet was, it was like a double pin. And Ricochet raised his shoulder as Ivar pinned him. Uh, but Bronson Reed didn't raise his shoulder as the Miz pinned Reed. So Miz was declared the winner. And then, yeah, there was confusion on commentary between Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. You know, who's won? Did Ricochet kick out? And Cole thought, you know, that he hadn't because he wasn't supposed to, but he actually had. So in some ways, they got away with it on the air because, he, you know, Miz won. And I imagine it was going to lead to a Miz-Ricochet match next week possibly, or Ms. Yeah, Ivar, I'm not sure. Maybe Ms. Ivar, because Ivar attacked Ms. afterwards. Yes, so that could, that could be the direction they go. But Yeah, actually, come to think of it, yeah, Ivar, because obviously Ricochet kicked out of a pin he wasn't supposed to, so Ivar was supposed to pin Ricochet, and it was supposed to be a double pin, but to um, compensate for what had not happened, um, Ivar attacked Ms. after the match, which one presumes will lead to Ivar versus Miz next week. Um, and it's, you know, for, you know, just because that's the match and that's what was supposed to happen. But Miz was announced on the show as the challenger to Gunter at Survivor Series. Uh, well, the, the other thing I want to ask you about from Raw was we did get a battle royal for the shot of the women's title. We did get an interesting interaction between Becky Lynch and Nia Jax beforehand. Which yeah. you know, plays up their past with the nose break and all that. So that's you know an interesting way to go. But the battle royal was won by Zoe Stark, and she'll be the one yes. who faces Rhea Ripley at Survivor Series. What, it's an interesting 
choice for her to be the winner, and we get the obviously backstage thing with Rhea Ripley. Uh, you know, afterwards, yeah, after- Zoe Stark. Yeah, Rhea Ripley was being interviewed out, being interviewed after the match. Then Zoe Stark rocked up. You know, one thing that did occur to me here was had this been filmed before the match because Zoe Stark it was so cool, totally cool, calm and collected. She didn't look like she was sweating at all. And it was just unbelievable, really, because the Battle Royal had been a long match, hadn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe thought, you know, Stark's not that sharp, not that reliable on promos. Let's pre-tape this one to make sure she says what she's supposed to say in a way that's coherent. Um, I mean, that's good. If that's the way they've done it, you you want to give your 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 wrestlers the best chance of success. So of if you do a pre-tape, go for it. Exactly. I mean, we let's face it, Kenny. We script out right these these podcasts in full. You know, we you know, we can't take any chances of us tripping over our words or saying the wrong thing. It's scripted and rehearsed, isn't it, Kenny? Yeah, we we never improvise ever. We never go off the cuff. We always are very clear of what we're going to say next, as you can hear. It takes every us about week. eight hours to put one of these podcasts together. <laughs> Actually, I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Stark was yeah, as fresh as a daisy when she confronted Rhea Ripley. I was like, wow, she's just had a really long match. <laughs> um, I thought the battle roll lasted too long. Um, but by the end, I thought, well, at the beginning, I thought, oh, this match is dragging a bit. You know, why aren't the eliminations happening quick happening happening quicker? But then I was reminded of how these matches um you know were laid out like 10 years ago when they were given no time and everything was just a blur and everything everyone was just hurled out in rapid order and mm-hmm. no one really got over and the whole match just felt like an afterthought. And I think by the end, I think the match was actually a success and it told a really good story. Um I wouldn't have chosen Stark as the winner. Um, I just don't see her defeating Rhea Ripley. I mean, maybe it'll be a good match. I mean, hopefully it will be. Um, but Stark, fortunately, is, you know, kind it lacks, of, a, lacks a bit of star power, is the issue. Exactly. There's no right? pizzazz there, very little pizzazz or personality. And she's decent in the ring, but I just, I think it's a tag team wrestler with a charismatic partner. I think she can be a valuable player and contribute to WWE, but as a challenger to the women's champion on a major pay, major premium live event, I don't really feel like, I, I felt like Nia Jax should have won. I really yeah. felt like it should have been Nia Jax versus Rhea Ripley at Survivor Series. Maybe the reason Nia Jax didn't win is because they don't want to feed her to Rhea yet. Maybe that's a, maybe that's the Rumble match. Maybe you could the... well be right about that, Kenny. Yes, you could well be right. And this will be a test for Rhea. I mean, we know she's going to win. But can she have, you know, electric electrifying match with Zoe Stark? And if she can, then, you know, good for Rhea and good for Zoe Stark. But, yeah, I enjoyed the Battle Royal overall. Um, you know, the only person in it who really looked completely out of her depth was, sadly, Maxine Dupree, who, yeah. um, you know, in this sort of environment where there's more spontaneity than in a normal match, you could tell she was really, really green. Really green. Yeah. Um... Well, yeah, so that was raw. I mean, the last thing I'll say is I think the thing that Rhea's got going for her in terms of this match with Zoe Stark is that if she had in the five way at Crown Jewel, you can't. There's not really much you can do to make a five way great. Like it's it's tough to do. Whereas at yeah. least one on one, she's kind of got time to you know figure out what she's going to do and and put some spots in there that will get people going. So 
yeah, I think that's that, that, that's a good thing. But um, let's move on to a couple of other things before we go. That's raw. There was an interesting thing that came out of TKO in their first filings, uh, their SEC filing, um, listed Vince McMahon as a risk factor for the company. They said uh, um, the their exact wording was, uh, and of course I can't find it now that I want to find it here. Um, they basically said that uh, he, why can I not find this? Um, the, the gist of it was they're saying that what's happened with him before makes him a risk to the business because of adverse financial and operational impacts, what he could bring in in terms of bad press if any more people come out against him. Yeah. Um, are you surprised that they've sort of said this publicly? And do you think that that sort of is going to spell curtains for Vince? Um. I mean, I suppose they've got to be honest about these things. And that's the difference, isn't it, between the pro wrestling of the old days when you just could you know, sweep this under the carpet. Um, and now when it's all regulated and it's you know publicly traded and you've got to be you've got to disclose these concerns that the board may have, you know, and you've got to disclose this to the shareholders because the shareholders, you know, if they found out, oh, well, you know, this is something that should have been you know, acknowledged at the time, you know, to so we can decide whether or not we want to invest in your company. You know, you're going to be really, there's all this, trans, you're going to be transparent, basically, aren't you, when you're a publicly yeah. traded company. So in a sense, I'm not surprised by it now, because I think they're just doing what they have to do, essentially by law. And it's a fair point. I mean, if anything else, you know, does come out about Vince, um, if there are any more people out there, um, you know, that could potentially... Um, you know, caused bad publicity for the company uh, with disclosures that we're not currently aware of, then, yeah, I mean, it could affect the stock price. So I understand why they've done this. Um, there's not really a whole lot more we can say about this, Kenny, because it's a potential, isn't it? It's a possible, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's almost like the crane, you know, preparing for any eventuality by making this statement. And obviously, yeah. We don't know if they know if there's anything that hasn't come out yet. We don't know if there's anything that hasn't come out yet. Maybe there isn't. And maybe they're just being cautious. What What do you make of it, Kenny? I think something makes me think there's no smoke without fire and that maybe they do think something could come out. So they want to just kind of, you know, be seen to be ahead of it. I've got, yeah. I've got the, the line, actually. The line, so the line they said was, the special committee of independent members of WB's board of directors investigation into allegations of misconduct by Mr. McMahon and any further allegations and investigations may have an adverse financial and operational impact on our business performance. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, is this the thing that you'd said before, but, you know, you were, you were just adamant and sure that Vince would never sell because this could happen to him. Exactly. And here he is, he's, you know, he is essentially Ted Turner himself now. Because yeah. if one story comes out about him and it, and they deem that to be too high risk, you know, I, I mean, I think he'll, he'll still have his shares, but, you know, they can basically just kind of, I, I'm sure they can remove him from the board. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he doesn't have the power anymore. This is what I said all along. Mm-hmm. This is why I said he would never do this. And of course he did. And um you know, it's it's very it's one of those very strange stories that in years to come might be much bigger than it is now, if indeed this does happen and he's banished from the company that he built. Obviously his father 
he didn't build it well he kind of built it from built it into this international and then international force of course he did do that but it's uh it is yeah very i'm still perplexed as to why he did this i still don't really understand it and no. i did uh, i wouldn't say expected this to happen but i'm not surprised that it has no. you know given vince's track record um so think, yeah. things, things will catch up to you you know if you behave a certain way and you uh are a certain way and then you sort of take away your protection layer it's only a matter of time you know before something happens the so last it, thing was absolutely he was in he was invincible i remember back in issue 100 of yeah, palestine we wrote an article on vince mcmahon it was called invincible that was the title and he yeah. isn't anymore is not anymore. Uh, the last thing I want to ask you about is the um, a huge deal was announced for NXT, which is going to be joining the CW network in America, which is a broadcast network, which I think, from what I can tell, is kind of like the UK's Channel 5. Like, it is a network, like, broadcast network station, but yeah. it's not, like, it's not a big one. It's not like, you know, people are... Rarely in the UK do people watch Channel 5. You know, and I guess really the US did watch the CW, but apparently it's been a seventy percent rates increase uh, from what they were getting for you with USA Network for NXT. So you know, very good deal for them. But I wanted to ask you because I, I was listening to something about this today, and it kind of came into my mind. So obviously, USA Network have got smacked up, right? And mm. you know, WWE did not want to go on Friday nights on Fox. That was Fox's decision of the night they would go on. Because obviously Friday is quite a tough night to draw viewers. Yeah, you would imagine the USA Network is not going to want to put SmackDown on a Friday night if it's up to them, which we assume that it would be. Then you've got NXT, which now is going to be going to CW. Do you think that WWE and and the partner will end up one of those shows going on a Wednesday night against Dynamite? <laughs> I, I mean, uh... I'm, I'm convinced it's going to happen. I'm convinced that you know. I think they're going to put SmackDown on the Wednesday, if they can. I mean, it could happen, couldn't it? Raw, Monday, NXT, Tuesday, SmackDown, Wednesday. Um, and then you've got all your stuff do, out the way. Yeah, if they do do that. I mean, Dynamite, I would imagine, will have to move. Um, they'll have to move to another night because they're not going to do well. Dynamite, in its current form, is not going to be able to compete with SmackDown. It's just yeah. going to be embarrassing. So, and WWE will load that program up, you know, and this is what happens when you poke the bear, Tony Khan. As you, you know? have written extensively. I mean, the next issue of Inside the Ropes, I was proofreading it last night, so I was proofreading it before it goes off to the printers. But, um, I mean, the piece that Finn has done on the war with Tony Khan is an excellent, excellent piece. I think everybody's going to really enjoy it. Lots of balanced viewpoints and stuff in there, but, like, there's some really good stuff that kind of relates to this that we're talking about now. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if, if if WB do decide, which, look, they would be being the big bad wolf by doing that, but, like, the, the key is going to be how Tony responds to it. And the key has to be, you can't go on social media and just start screaming the place down. About no, it. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that article was, I'm sure some people think, well, Finley, you know, you must find it really easy to write these articles. And sometimes I find it easy for all these years to write certain things about pro wrestling. But I also find it quite challenging as well. And often that's because I challenge myself when I'm writing and I like to try and come up with original. I like to be original at all times. I realise that that's not always possible. 
But that article was a that article on on AEW and Tony Khan and you know the war with WWE. Um, yeah, it was that was a tough tough piece to put together. But um, you know, I was pleased with it. I was very pleased with it. I hope yeah. people will enjoy reading it. Uh, but yeah, I think you know if SmackDown does end up on Wednesday, then Dynamite will have to move to another night, possibly Thursday, uh, or maybe even Friday. I don't know. I mean, in many ways, if Dynamite were on Friday and Collision Collision were on Saturday, that might be better for AEW because then you could just fly everyone in on like Thursday night or Friday morning, and then they could all fly home Sunday morning. So yeah. um, you know, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Might not be the best thing for drawing numbers. Although in saying that, SmackDown's always done well on a Friday. So, you know, maybe Dynamite Friday, Collision Saturday, that would actually be to AEW's benefit. But, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, But, yeah, really good deal for NXT. Um, Yeah, the media rights fees more than doubled, as you said. Um, And it's just Raw now, which is uh, homeless (laughs) for 2024. Which kind of makes sense, though, right? Because Raw has got the most hours, three. So it's going to be the one that they, they want the most money for. And yes. my prediction is I do not think Raw is going to end up on a traditional channel. That is my prediction. Yeah, I mean, I, you could be right about that. I mean, it's... Because um, what I, channel has to what channel has the money and to be able to put Raw on a traditional platform or traditional channel with them wanting double the, the money for it? I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, are they going to... Essentially, they're going to price themselves out, aren't they? So yeah. they're going to end up on, you know, Amazon or potentially, you know, Disney or or another streaming service. I'm really not sure. I would expect a, an announcement to be made certainly before the end of the year, because if this bleeds, spills into 2024, it looks bad. It makes it look like no one really wants Raw. And, um, you know, that perception will be, I think, very damaging for WWE. So I think they're all going to want to sign, want to saw this one up, you know, within the next few weeks. Um, well, that, that is all the time we've got for today. We, we're going to be back with an overrun where we're looking at issue two of Power Slam. And before you know it, we'll be doing the retro Survivor Series review for 2003 and then the current one for this year. So lots of stuff coming up uh, to keep us busy, Finn. Absolutely. There always is. Yeah. And as as I said earlier, you know, for this month's special podcast, Let's revisit that original War Games, the match beyond. Yeah, we'll do that later this month. We'll make sure, we'll try and time it as it comes out the week of this year's Survivor Series. That'd yes. be good. It could tie in. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for all your support, everybody, as always. And we'll talk to you soon.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.